So did you hear that the Cash App founder, Bob Lee, who was stabbed to death? You remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. Do you know that they locked up the dude who did it? And Bob Lee was supposedly going to, like, these underground sex parties with her. And gross. For whatever reason, something happened, I guess, that provoked her brother to stab Bob Lee. And now he's locked up and he's claiming that it's accidental. I mean, I've never accidentally stabbed anyone. So what's the fate for Cash App's future? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sure there's an heir to that shit somewhere. I I wish it was me. Um. Uh, Yeah, I know. Me too. All right. Well, RIP Bob Lee, I guess. Fuck it. I don't know what you were into, dude, but we'll wait till the trial paperwork comes out and see what's going on with that. Ruth. All right, so. All right, so today we're going to talk about Brianna Maitland. This case pisses me off because someone's hiding information, someone's heavily lying, and someone's really going to be exposed here in the next hour. So let's get right down to it. Uh, Brianna Maitland, in case nobody knows who she is, this this happened in uh, 2004. So, damn, almost 20 years ago. That's insane. I was literally ending high school when this happened. Damn. Um, I know, man. I'm old as hell. <laughs> All right. So March 19th, 2004. Brianna is currently working at the Black Lantern Inn in Montgomery, Vermont. She leaves work that night. She's headed to a friend's house. And she never arrives. Unfortunately, it was a few days before she was reported missing. Nobody really knew that anything was going on with her, anything like that. The vehicle she was driving, which I'm pretty sure was registered to her mom, it's a 1985 Oldsmobile, older than I am. Damn. It was found backed into an abandoned building about a mile from the restaurant. Again, this is still in the time frame. Nobody knew that Brianna was missing. So nobody thought anything of finding the car, which is still wild to me. Like you ran the plates, you towed it. Why didn't you notify the owners? That's super weird to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, red flag. Um, But you know, we're going to honestly jump around a little bit. So I'm going to give you a few dates and then I'm going to go back and cover some stuff. Stay with me. So in 2006, I don't even know how relevant this is, but I'm, I'm still going to throw it out there just because it is a sighting or a supposed sighting. In 2006, there was an alleged sighting at a casino in Atlantic City in New Jersey, but they never did find the person that was the alleged sighting to identify that person. I haven't seen like any pictures or anything to know if that person looks like Brianna. But I also feel like after looking at Brianna that she kind of had one of those faces that resembles a lot of different people. You know what I mean? Like you look like everybody? Yeah, like you're like, man, I swear I've seen you somewhere before. And they're like, yeah, I get that a lot. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, possibly someone could have seen someone that resembled her. In 2004, law enforcement investigated a possible connection between her disappearance and a serial killer, Israel Keys. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I have not. No. Okay, so he did commit numerous uh, rapes and murders in the Vermont, New York um Pacific Northwest area, but he was ruled out by the FBI. At that time, I mean, she still assumed to be alive. You know, no one's found a body or anything like that. So prior to her disappearance, this is where it starts getting kind of um, like what's going on with Brianna type of thing. So on her 17th birthday, she wanted to move away from her parents. They lived on a farm. She just didn't want to live there anymore. It wasn't because of any sort of issues at home or anything like that. She just wanted more independence. We can all relate to that. Um, She wanted to be closer to her friends who lived 
a few miles away and attended a different high school. She did end up enrolling in her friend's school, but because she was bouncing around in living situations, she ended up dropping out. Um, she did get her GED though, so good for her. She moved to Sheldon, Vermont with a childhood friend and that's when she got her GED. So three weeks before she disappeared, this this is where I start getting angry. Three weeks before her disappearance, she was physically attacked at a party by a former friend. Clearly not a very good one. The girl seems like a psychopath. Her name's Keely Lacrosse. No one knows why the attack happened, but it is believed that it was over a guy at the party. None of that has been confirmed, but I mean, typically, you know, two females get in a fight. It's kind of what we all assume is it's over a guy, because I guess that's all females give a shit about is men. Dick! <laughs> you know, not me, but okay. Can't relate. Exactly. So, Brianna was trained in martial arts, but she refused to fight Keely, And that could have just been a maturity thing. Like, I'm not going to stoop to your level. I don't have beef with you just because you have beef with me. Leave me the hell alone. Think what you want. Bitch, I don't want your man type of thing. Well, well pause because also this bitch, Keely had already been in trouble with a lot, a lot and had a reputation and she was kind of like... A yeah, bully. she just seems like, like just one of those girls that's a damn problem. Always out to start some drama. But she got in trouble for a home invasion and shit like that too. So she was doing like wild weird shit. Right, this isn't some good little girl next door who bitch slapped her ex-friend at a party. No, I mean, she she broke Keely's nose and gave her a concussion. So, and that's all while Keely's sitting in a truck. Like, that's, that's insanity to me. And so here's the thing. Here's the kicker. Brianna filed charges against Keely because of this attack. And then- As you should, queen. Absolutely. As you should. I mean, she assaulted you over something stupid but the complaint was dropped three weeks after brianna went missing and keely was cleared of any involvement in her disappearance i'm sorry but no how'd you clear her i want to know how you cleared her because bullshit i'm pretty sure she's the number one person that has information i wonder if that's like protocol that they just they have to clear the case because the girls just vanished like, Maybe, but I mean, nobody mm. sat and thought like, mm, this is suspicious. Three weeks ago, they got in a fight. Brianna presses charges and now she's missing. Two plus two still equals four, doesn't it? Right. Okay. Well, I wonder I wonder if that was like Keely's last strike and she was going to like for juvenile life till she was 21. Do you know how old, how much older she is than Brianna? Uh, actually, I didn't look that up. I don't know if there's any age difference. I'm not really sure. So the day of her disappearance... It was a Friday, March 19th. Um, she took her GED exam. Her and her mom had lunch to celebrate, and then they went shopping. I never had that kind of relationship with my mom, but good for her. Brianna's mother states that Brianna was in good spirits. Nothing seemed off with her. But while they were waiting to check out from wherever they were shopping, something outside caught Brianna's attention, and Brianna told her she'd be right back. So her mom met her in the parking lot and said that at that moment, Brianna's nature kind of changed. She was, she seemed um, shaken, agitated, just off. So whoever she happened to run into clearly said or did something that had an impact on her. Brianna said she needed to get ready for work. Her mom never asked her why she was upset. That was the last time her mom ever saw her, which I'm sure that moment probably replays in her mom's mind every single day. Uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. So when Brianna went to work and clocked out around 1120, she was alone in her vehicle when she left. 
So she leaves at 1120 p.m. at night. And remember, she's supposed to be headed to a friend's house to a party or whatever. Never makes it. Nobody was ever seen in her vehicle when she left work. So at some point between leaving work and the mile down the road where her car was found, she had to have encountered somebody unless aliens came and took her. Well, you never know, though. We haven't ruled it out. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So Saturday, March 20th, next morning, Brianna's car is found at an abandoned house. It's called the Old Dutchburn House. It's actually, I mean, I've seen the pictures, you know, it seems pretty cool. Like back in the day when it was, when it still had life in it, it was probably a really nice house. Um, Brianna's car was backed into it, though, in a weird way that kind of makes it look like, like the house stopped the car. For backing up, like it backed up in a hurry or something. Um, because you know what it reminded me of? What? This time where I tried to hit my son's dad with my car and I backed <laughs> up and I popped up on the curb. Oh, God. Okay. We'll unpack that in another episode. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Man, you, your life seems like a Harlequin nightmare, fool. <laughs> um... So it hit the it hit the house hard enough that a piece of plywood that was covering one of the windows fell off onto the vehicle. There were also two of her paychecks found on the front seat, and outside of the car, police found some loose change, a water bottle, and an unsmoked cigarette. The sheriff assumed the car was abandoned by a drunk driver and just had it towed. Didn't look into it. Um, that's also very weird to me. I mean, I don't maybe that's standard protocol, but that when you see a vehicle kind of in that state, you'd think some questions would be would be raised especially since they found the paychecks in the car why wouldn't you maybe reach out to that person and be like hey so you know we found your car is everything okay but nothing like i said she wasn't reported for reported missing for a few days and her mom knew nothing about the car being found until five days later five days okay so tuesday yeah that's when um she went and reported brianna missing right yeah tuesday march 23rd Mom began calling people, trying to find Brianna. No one had seen her, spoken to her. Thursday, March 25th, parents gave photos of her to the Vermont State Police. A trooper ended up showing them a picture of the car found at the old Dutchburn house. Mom felt someone else left the car there, not Brianna. And so do I, because of, like I said, how it was backed up and the fact that the seat was moved all the way back. I mean... Brianna's not a giant, so clearly she wasn't the one that backed the vehicle up. Also, like, I I mean, if this isn't normal for Brianna to up and disappear, I'm wondering why it took so long for, like, like, why none of her friends reached out to her mom to see if she knew where Brianna was or, you know, to say, like, hey, we haven't heard from her. She's not, like, answering our calls. Is something going on? Just nobody was affected by this. The night that she disappeared... Uh, a man who was driving by the house between 11.30 and 12.30 that night said the car's headlights may have been on, but he didn't see anyone. And then a second man drove by between midnight and 12.30 and recalled the turn signal flashing. So around that time, and this is not long after she got off work. Remember, she left work at 11.20. So around that time, I mean, someone's clearly messing with the vehicle for the headlights to be on and the blinkers to be flashing and stuff. Around 4 a.m., her former boyfriend says he drove past after a night of partying across the border. He thought he recognized the car, but didn't see anyone. So even he didn't give a crap that 
he possibly saw her car. Next morning, passerby seen the car, thought it was odd, took pics. They found the same things. They also found some jewelry on the ground, a bracelet and a necklace. So, I mean, really, like, there was, I know there was a couple limes and stuff found on the top of her vehicle also, which is really random to me. What did you have limes for? And how did they get there, though? How'd they get on top of the trunk? Who put them there? Like, this is all so weird to me, unless she left her vehicle there and got in someone else's vehicle and left, but I don't feel like there was any signs there that she was just going to up and disappear. And the timing for me is just very, very coincidental to her getting her ass beat, pressing charges, and boom, she's gone. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, there's really, that's all the information there is on the case. You know, in 2004, police received an anonymous statement from an older female who implicated a couple different people in her disappearance and alleged murder. I mean, if people are claiming that she was murdered, then I would be taking that serious and I would be pushing and grilling anyone and trying to find a body. I mean, to go from disappeared to dead is, I feel, that's why I feel like somebody knows something. If we're making accusations against a couple people and we're throwing the word murdered in there, people know something. There's claims that her body was allegedly dismembered with a table saw and disposed of on a pig farm. They did go drain that manure pit and yeah. there was nobody there. Law enforcement okay. could not corroborate anything in that letter. The owner of whatever house that she was being held against her will in a house in Berkshire by a man named Raymond Ryans and another man named Nathaniel Charles Jackson, two known drug dealers from New York. That house was raided April 15, 2004. A bunch of drug paraphernalia was discovered, as well as cocaine and marijuana, but there was no sign of Brianna. Ryan's was arrested during the raid for the drug charges, obviously. Law enforcement was informed by some of her close friends that Maitland had experimented with hard drugs in the past, specifically crack cocaine. I mean, it's something that does happen. I mean, not everyone ends in disappearance or murder. So the woman who sent the letter to the police, this letter contained like very graphic details that Maitland had been murdered a week after her disappearance. And it claims that that Raymond Ryans murdered her during an argument over money that she had lent to him to purchase crack and that her body had been temporarily stored in the basement of her of a recently incarcerated local woman's home. I don't know what's going on with all these different people, but I don't want to go to Vermont at all. <laughs> so Yeah, they're wilding over East. Yeah. Uh, you, you wouldn't think that this was because she owed somebody some money for drugs. She had two, like, whole uncashed paychecks yeah. in her car. Yeah. Like, they well, were still she, in the car. She's the one that lent this guy the money, oh. supposedly, but... But so so now that I'm thinking about it, if this anonymous person that came and, you know, gave this letter with this extensive graphic detail, why are we not looking into this person? Because maybe they had something to do with it and they're trying to pin it on someone else. I mean, if you're over here in detail describing someone's death and where they were put, I mean... The Maitland family reported that they had received um, several anonymous phone calls from people claiming that Maitland was tied to a tree in the woods and that she'd been disposed of at the bottom of a lake. So, like, people are coming up with all these different stories, come to the family, and I'm sure that's got to be extremely hard to be getting Mind calls you. like that about your missing child. 
Keeley has a history of distributing heroin and, and cocaine to people also. So right. and then her brother got locked up in like, I think 2013 for trafficking heroin or something like that. So like the whole family probably is involved in that kind of life. And so if Brianna was like, she was 17. So she was in that like, I want to be free party experiment type of phase. You know what I'm saying? So she probably was friends and then turned customer and... I just feel like those people, they're liars. So, of course, they're going to leave anonymous tips and send the police off to distract them. Like, that's, I don't know. I just feel like it's them, you know? Yeah, I agree. This isn't a case with no answers. It's not. Law enforcement doesn't have any answers, but plenty of people involved in this do. How heavily do you think this weighs on people? Is Keely still a drug user? Because if she is, it's probably because she's trying to drown out the guilt that she feels for probably murdering this girl. I don't care. I'm going to say it right here on the podcast. I, I heavily suspect that Keely Allegedly. Yeah, she allegedly killed her, but but I 150% believe that she did, is what I'm saying. Ooh. I don't allegedly believe it. I fully 100%. She's prime suspect in my book. I don't care. Yeah, we can't really say also that she's dead until we find her. Like, that's the whole thing, you know? That with the, with no body, there's nothing that they can do except ask questions. And that's what really sucks about a lot of these unsolved cases. Yeah. I just want to know, like, how do we go about getting someone to talk or do the right thing? Like, just, just do the right thing. At some point, the truth will come out. At some point, you're going to get sloppy. You're going to end up speaking to the wrong person on a drunken yeah. night or something, thinking you can confide in the wrong person, and it's going to backfire. And the longer it goes on, you would think the more trouble you'll be in. Like, you're better off at some point to just be like, you know what, this is what happened, and I've been holding it in forever, because... Yeah, I mean, that's people with a guilty conscience, though. I feel well, like... Well, when she's put... 85 years old, laying in the nursing home with dementia, fucking spewing about it, I hope they still come arrest her dumb ass and throw her in prison. Well, I mean, she'll probably be there, because also in 2013, she got into a high-speed chase running from the police with her infant child in the backseat. Yeah, seat. that's so trashy and disgusting. What the hell is wrong with you? Even OJ <laughs> wasn't as reckless to have his kids in the car when he sent the police on a fucking wild-ass chase. Let's go to Vermont and start questioning people. Speaking of... How long's the plane ride? I got a two-and-a-half-hour max. She's not hard to get a hold of. She's on Facebook talking to herself under burner accounts. Yeah, that's also pages. so weird to me. Why are you having full-blown conversations <laughs> back and forth? under? First off, how much time is that taking? Or are you on like separate devices? Because if you got to log out and log in every time, you're doing too much. If you're doing all this just... to try to convince others that you're innocent, bro, you're a whack job. You got more wrong with you well, than I know. That's, that's the whole point, though. She's allegedly a crackhead. So, I mean, that's probably normal conversations with herself. So she probably just typed it out from two profiles. I know someone <laughs> else like that. <clears throat> so Who, me? Nope. Talking about the alleged crackhead part, having conversations with herself all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other episode, too. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about the possibilities of what happened. What do you think? I think when I heard about the story, minus the crack cocaine part, I thought to myself, Brianna sounds like young me, right? She moved out because she thought she had the world figured out. She 
bumped heads with her mom, but they still communicated, you know? Allegedly, she got, like, molested by a neighbor when she was younger. So she was she was carrying trauma, and she probably attracted other friends, as did I in that, in that age range, that she shouldn't have been around. And unfortunately for her, she experimented with, like, harder drugs, and it didn't turn out. But she was, like, house to house, living with her friends, you know, like how yeah. I used to be with you, weeks at a time. <laughs> Um, Weeks, shit. <laughs> the the way the car is is weird, but the fact that all of these like anonymous tips keep coming to the police about where she is or what happened or what started it, it it's weird. I feel like the car was a staged thing, you know. So okay, let me tell you this. So the Vermont State Police, they didn't believe any foul play was involved. They they went with the possibility that Brianna was a runaway. I hate when they jump to that conclusion right away. Like, it's like, are you just being lazy and you just don't even want to try to do this because it's going to be too much work for you? So you assume, oh, young girl disappeared, must have ran away. That's a cap out, bro. You know, they did what? supposedly, I'm saying I don't trust shit. They allegedly did a thorough comb of the area where her car was found had search dogs and everything. How was her scent not picked up then? Maitland, her, Brianna's vehicle, you know, it went through the state crime lab. When her dad got it back, he said that her ATM card, her glasses, her contact lens case, her migraine medication, that had all been inside the vehicle. That does not sound like someone that's going to run away. I'm at least taking my migraine medication with me. Damn. Yeah. And the fact that she never came back for those, um, right. She didn't want any money. Checks. I'm just speaking from experience myself because there was a time where I had two cars, the Hyundai Sonata, and then I got that big ass truck. I left the Sonata with all my stuff in it and I ended up coming back for it, but it was towed. So we had talked about the fact that she was trained in martial arts. So in 2007, fucking Mayberry police ended up concluding that probable cause was foul play in her disappearance. Okay, what changed your mind in three years? Mm. And so the FBI was involved. They felt like, just like you, that the whole vehicle thing was staged to appear as an accident. And Brianna's parents feel like she was abducted by multiple people. They think that it would have been impossible for one person to take her down considering um, her judicial jitsu training i hate trying to say that word <laughs> jujitsu yeah so they feel i i mean it could it could be a classic case of sex trafficking um but what's also weird okay no no we're not going to do that let hold what? on it could be it could be trafficking or it could be prostitution let's consider both like willingly yes that's the difference please because they're in this era now where they're calling like everybody who's a pimp to willing female participants traffickers and that's not what it is so but but she had two paychecks and probably money in her bank account why does she need to be a prostitute shit to help out with whoever's bills that she's staying with and then to support her drug habit you never know you can never have too many streams of income i don't well, know what's don't also know. weird to me though is i know i've brought this up to you before but the month before is when mara murray vanished into thin air mm-hmm. and this was like 90 miles from where brianna disappeared that's really not that far so i mean 
I don't know, like, are they connected? Is that the victim of, like, the Israel Keys guy, or is she still no, missing No, Mara too? Murray's still missing, too. She, um, that's a case that oh. we'll also have to get into. It's a very interesting case. Um, she was driving home late at night, and her car was found. Um, I think one of the doors was open. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. She did go and knock on somebody's door for help, somebody had said, but she was never seen again after that. So it's a very mm. wild case also. Yeah, we'll have to unpack that another day. So I wanna I wanna say this because two thousand four I was a teenager who didn't have a cell phone yet, right? And so I'm trying to like think to myself, is this a year where people had cell phones? Like everybody had a cell phone. You know what yeah. I mean? Like where the how how would we not be tracking phone records, like what was going on. Ooh, 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 ooh. And, and, I can't forget to tell you this. Okay, so March 2016, okay, the case's 12th anniversary, investigators revealed to a local TV station that they had recovered DNA samples from Brianna's car. The results, though, were not made public. Um, in July of that year, that farmhouse, the old Dutchburn house, uh, was destroyed in a fire. Maybe because it held evidence. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to okay. know if they went inside of that house and checked for anything. Also, the night that she went missing, the, it was like eight degrees that night. So everyone's arguing that if there was a lime, if there were like limes or a lime wedge or whatever the story is on the trunk, it would have frozen. And it was like, nah, it was room temperature when they yeah, found see? it. So are these all rumors like where is the documentation saying that those items were for sure at the scene there is a picture like, hold on i'll send it to you but give me just a second um so in march 2022 the vermont state police um revealed that they had a match to that dna sample that they pulled from the car they but they have not released the identity of the person but what they did say is it belongs to one of 11 people that they tested in connection to the case. But that's all the information they're giving. Mitch, I want I want to know who it belongs to. Get them in, mm -hmm. waterboard them to give up the information. Do whatever you got to do. Why can't we do that? I know. Because there are literally people when it comes in to the like... military trained to do that to like people that are captured you know to torture them for information like terrorism have you ever seen shit. that movie with samuel yeah. l jackson oh yeah, my god such a good movie i fully support all of that <laughs> well i mean i guess they could probably claim that they were like intimidated into a confession a false confession and then get out well that doesn't always work so i mean you can't just claim that you're yeah, intimidated into a false confession they're like oh well okay because otherwise everyone would claim that yeah well i think that's why they don't intimidate people into confessing anymore bullshit i feel like that happens a lot well, they manipulate shit and they re-ask the same question over and over to, like, detect small, tiny little details um, that change and stuff. Which, for me, that's scary. If I was, I would never get interrogated because I don't commit crimes. But yeah. if I was in an interrogation, that's scary for me because, you know, like, my little short-term memory, I'll just be rambling. Like, oh, did I say that? Well, shit, I don't Absolutely. <laughs> Trust me, man. I'm going to look guilty from the get-go. I don't know. I just feel like Keely's 
weird-ass, drug-trafficking, hillbilly-ass family knows something and they're working together against this girl. Is she alive? Motherfucker, like, just let us know. I know, bitch. man. Damn. That's what I want to know. I pray yeah. to God she's not alive and being held hostage somewhere all these years. So here's here's something that is weird to me. I found out that her family moved to New York State like after this also. Not directly after it, like probably some years later, but it's not super weird. But if you think about it, like if your kid went missing in the with a small fragment of hope that she would come back one day, like wouldn't you want somebody where you know she would yeah, go but, if, if she were to turn Yeah, but up? think about it. They were getting all these calls talking about different things that probably happened to Brianna. Maybe they had people popping up at the house, too. Maybe they left because they needed privacy. They needed to be left alone, and they maybe they just accepted the fact that she was never coming home and they wanted to be able to get away and not have those painful reminders. Maybe, maybe they just weren't being left alone, and that was their only option. Man, that's lifetime shit. Here's my theory. You ready for this? She did run away. Okay. She staged... But listen, listen, she staged her own disappearance because she probably, if Keely was on her last strike or something and she didn't want to get locked up and her whole family is a bunch of hillbilly, violent ass, weird crackheads and shit, maybe she was getting death threats and she was actually scared because allegedly somebody told her don't go to work that night. Yeah, that's, that's also true. So maybe that was her opportunity to get the fuck out of there. And so maybe maybe she went to New All York. Alright, let me be and then somehow let me be even crazier than you. What if Okay <laughs> What if that fight was staged? What if Brianna said because remember they were friends at one point. What if Brianna said, I need to get out of here, something's going on, I don't feel safe, beat my ass. So I have a reason to get away. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's how she staged her own disappearance. She had Keely beat the crap out of her, make her look like a damsel in distress. No, I'm not going to fight you back. I'm not going to do it. Boom, presses charges. She tells Keely, don't worry about it because I'm going to disappear. These charges are going to get dropped. You're not going to get in trouble. And maybe Keely ain't fucking talking to herself, Brittany. Maybe Keely's messaging back and forth with Brianna under a fake page. And so who would the person of interest be? Those two, Jackson and whatever the other guy's name is, the two known drug dealers? There's no person of interest because nobody did anything. Brianna left on her own. Why? That's what I'm saying. What scared her into well, yeah, with Keely yeah, to get up out of Well, yeah, maybe the drug dealers scared the shit out of her. But I'm saying, like, I mean, that could be a possibility. That's some shit me and you would do for each other. I'm just saying, because if she was fucking around with crack and she was paranoid, that probably could be. But that's disrespectful to say when... Keely is kind of like who everybody's looking at. You know well, what I yeah, mean? Well, yeah, but of and course they would be. So why wouldn't Keely like whisper to her mom like, "Hey, don't even worry about it." Don't because that's going to blow the whole cover. Maybe her mom. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to think um, of the best possible outcome that doesn't leave Brianna dead because that would just yeah. be a heartbreaking end of the story that's gone on for way yeah. too long. I mean, that's oh. like. Well, could you imagine if she is alive though? That's. You just missed 20 years with your family. Like, how how easy is it to just come back and reintegrate yourself with everyone you know? She probably has no plan to. That's how witness protection people get up out of I'm there. I'm talking about if she didn't leave on her own, but she's found alive. Mm. I mean, that happens. God, remember that sick fuck Ariel Castro or whatever the hell his name was that had 
the three girls in his house for years? Uh, no, I don't. I know Sean Gray is a weirdo like that, but he was killing them, so. Yeah, see, all this that we gotta talk about, I love it. Yeah, he's definitely on my list. Yeah, I don't know, like, this, this whole situation, I feel like we've talked about other true crime cases, even off the podcast, because we're only on episode three, but this, this case is like, there's so many possibilities, because she reminds me of me when I was younger, and let me tell you something, my parents didn't know what I had going on, and I put myself in some high-risk situations because I was out here living, okay? Like, I was around dangerous people. I could tell stories for days, but anything, literally, she could have met somebody that week and it went wrong. You know what I mean? Like, anything could have happened. <laughs> yeah. Also, there was a bar in the hotel that she worked at, so I'm wondering, like, did she drink at work? You know what I mean? Because she was so new there that they don't, they didn't really know her personality. Yeah, but she was so. 17. I don't, you really think that the owner is just going to let an underage person drink? Is the owner there at 11 something at night? Why would she be working at a hotel with a I bar? don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about the business. I'm just saying, like, why would an owner risk that or manager even? Because if she would have left and gotten an accident... Their ass would have been on the line. They'd lose their liquor license. Yeah, but back in the day, I would have stole. I would have took a drink. Not everyone's a shit. One thing about a drink. Okay, she fucking left home early and was smoking crack. Come on now. Some people walk into horrible outcomes, and that's just like the sad reality of it. And this seems to be like one of those cases. Whether or not she staged it, she was running from a friend, her friend didn't want to go to jail after they fought and she got her locked up and so now she went missing and the friend's family allegedly maybe you know responsible or she met a hitch hitchhiker or something i don't know it could have been over a boy there's like too many it's like rolling dice like you there just know. there just wasn't a that's- big chunk of time she i mean she left work at eleven twenty, and then we've got a person driving past between 1130 and 1230 that already sees her car there and the headlights are on. So, I mean, to get a mile down the road, it takes, what, like two minutes? Oh, yeah, this is, and the and then the year it happened. That's why I don't like old cases because the year matters that it happened because I feel like 2004, everywhere didn't have like right. surveillance. Internet you know, like, wasn't like it is now. Like we didn't have the smartphones. Right. I mean, texting wasn't even like yeah, that dial big. Up. I hated texting back then. Hey, hey, remember when we were in school and some some kids had dial up, but if you had DSL, you hit you. Oh really yeah, had money, I never had DSL. <laughs> oh, you got to hang the phone up to get oh, on the yeah. internet. And every time Broke we, ass. <laughs> every time we did that shit was a long distance call. Oh my god, when my parents got that bill, we didn't have internet much longer. Mm. <laughs> that shit was yeah. brutal oh same with texting where you had to wait till after nine when it was free i don't mm-hmm. miss those days at all yeah. anyone that says the good old days was not talking about that time period <laughs> if if you're alive today you're fucking privileged just I off the street thanks to the struggle us millennials Your finger went cramping up because you gotta hit the s button so many damn times to get the letter you want seven 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 <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, what a time. I, and honestly, it didn't even say that Brianna had a cell phone, but back then, would it have mattered? People, well, that's what I'm saying, so if there's yeah, no surveillance and, and it happened within 15 minutes... Like they are minutes. Now, I mean, now, if somebody disappears without their phone, red flags are raised. Oh my god, they didn't take their phone with them. Like, 
That's because we're so yeah, dependent you on can our track phones them. now. Yeah. That makes me think, though, if it was just such a short amount of time between leaving and then that happening. Yeah, you're like, talking like an hour or less. Here, let me just say this, too. Last theory, okay? okay? She worked at a hotel that had a bar in it. What if this was a random ass guest at the hotel at like absolutely she somebody like could have followed her out of the bar also yeah that's what I'm saying that's, like, yeah why mm-hmm. why didn't we go back to why didn't we start there at the bar and question everyone that was there that night how long do they keep guest list I records? don't know but was this a place that took reservations like was it a fancier like bar restaurant I you know what I mean like and also oh, yeah. was it the type of place where the regulars are hanging out. Did somebody see something? I feel like a whole lot of people were missed because they focused more on her peers. Yeah, that's true. If her family or friends or her hobbies don't have anything to do with it and it was just like a random... It could have been one of those hotels I mean, where, she disappeared after leaving like, work. That should have been the first place they started. Yeah. See... Or did we question everyone that's that was at the party that night and say, did you guys hear from Brianna before she left from work? Did she mention her plans changing? Anything like that? Did anybody talk to her? But remember, she told her mom, you know, they went shopping that day and she just had to go home and get ready for work and then she was gone. Yeah. There needs to be like a federal protocol because think about like a small town police department where there's like only six to ten on the on the whole squad right and so they know they know of this girl right because of crack or drug dealers locally that they've probably mm-hmm. locked up the situation with keely and her family they probably went right to that and when they were asking questions their eyes you know how like when you have a, an idea in your mind you're looking for a confirmation bias you're not like really being objective and then i don't know there's just too much and it's so far back that i don't know but the anonymous tips wouldn't happen if it was a random hotel guest in my yeah. mind was there a trucker staying there because boom lot lizards Ugh, gross i hate that term <laughs> and i i know some of those like cheaper like four hour stay hotels or just like overnight or 10 hour um anybody could get you the room and then you just give them the key you know what i mean like it's too easy to just go get a room in somebody's name and then use that room for you and it could be like a crackhead like here i'll give you 20 bucks so give me a room yeah man what are we gonna do call the fbi tell them how we feel send them the link to this episode i'm actually puzzled by this case seriously there's like too many like i want to i want to hear um theories from our listeners so if you guys listen to the show if you have if you follow us on twitter or facebook or wherever talk to us tell us what you think um let yeah, help know. us figure this out because we're puzzled by this one. It it could go 27 different ways, honestly. I just, I would love to know <laughs> what everyone else's theories are. Or if you were close to the case or happen to know about Brianna, um, any little tidbit information, any uh, look into who she was about around that time frame or what you knew about her or what you could remember, you'd be surprised how much the littlest thing can help it might not mean anything to you but it could mean something very big to her family or police and it could help solve this or point someone in a direction into what could have happened if she left on her own if she doesn't want to be found if she was taken just anything reach out let us know yep so what's up next Brittany? so next episode we're going to cover children who kill so we'll be bringing love it 
Yep, we'll be bringing a, a short panel of children who have committed the murders. So I'm excited yep. about that. Tiny Michael Myers. I love it. Hey, you ever watched the the Village of the Damned? I've probably seen it when I was little. Them little blonde kids with the yeah. eyeballs and they would just look yeah, at you. Yeah, as and, creepy as and... Children of the Corn. Malachi. Yeah. Bro, get out of here. I liked Children of the Corn, though, but Village of the Damned and those movies, like, my mom used to make us watch that, and I, uh, I love Pet Cemetery because little Gage, when he comes back and he's a little psychopath, there's nothing cuter than a fucking little two-year-old running around killing people. I love that. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's one of my uh, favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, right. You don't yeah. relate to that? Okay. Well, you got a two-year-old, so... I guess that wouldn't be funny. <laughs> and he's vicious too. So. Yeah. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.